millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Happy birthday to the BBC. 100 years. 100 years old today. Wow. wow. I love it. BBC? Yeah. I mean, it never quite loved me back in the way that oh. I hoped it might. <laughs> My great unrequited love. Oh, it's never too late. The one that got away. No, it could be later in life, love. Who no, knows? No, I'd be like pining for it, you know. Oh. It's, it's not... I, th- I think, you know, the one that got away to me, but to, to it, I was never more than what I believe the young people call an F-buddy. Oh, really? I, th- I think so, yeah. That's you not know, a pleasant expression. I'd be sitting around just hoping to be asked to the ball. Instead, I'd just get a booty call every now and again. <laughs> and as is the way with these things, the calls have uh, dried up and now I think it's some younger and more glamorous F-buddies whose uh, who's phone is ringing. Moved on. Yeah, it's just the way of it. But, you know... Is it, isn't it lovely that I can still wish it a happy birthday? <laughs> that's big of on you. On turning 100. Doesn't that speak well of me? Excellently. Just feel yeah. that's the sort of person that should be on the BBC. <laughs> Absolutely, it hasn't given that's, up. That's magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> you right there? Yeah, sorry, I got a tickle in my throat. Have you? It came at a bad time. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It didn't yeah. tickle me all day since I started talking. Yeah. <laughs> I find that increasingly happens to me. If um, <laughs> So it happened to me today when a waitress was being friendly to me in a restaurant. Oh. She asked me a question. It was an inane question, but she said, um, oh, do you come here often? Okay, that's that's the classic chat-up line, isn't it? Do you think it was a... I mean, I think I'm at a point in my life. I mean, I'm not sure that I was ever not at this point, but now, definitely, mm. as a man of almost 50, uh, without of um, without any of the conventional things like bone structure <laughs> bone structure that would make me a silver fox <laughs> I, d- I don't think any body is looking at me and sexualizing me in that way and especially she's a young person okay. she's just looking at me and seeing a, a, a lump like oh i didn't realize she was young so she wouldn't right. even be aware that it's a cliche of a chat-up line she would have just no, been saying she was friendly yeah, yeah you know to her think about this hmm. an old man or older man. Middle-aged, yeah. Middle-aged, I know. I don't think she could see my cataracts. <laughs> I don't. 
Like comes and has a meal on his own. Oh, you on your own? Yeah. Okay. And then as I asked for the bill, I think she probably takes pity. She probably think, oh, bless him. He probably can't afford to heat his home. Mm. Um, so he's just, uh, he's just shuffling around, <laughs> treating himself to this little meal in a restaurant. Were you wearing slippers? Probably hasn't spoken to anybody. <laughs> I'll say something. What can I say? Mm. Anyway, the point being, she, yeah. she says, um, she come here often. Mm. And I go, um, I mean, sometimes, but <laughs> oh, and then no, I get no, this no. dry cough that only seems to come up in a situation where it would make small talk even more excruciating oh, and weird. Terrible. Otherwise, it's just fine. Anyway, um, what was I saying then? Happy birthday to the BBC. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the reason I know it's the BBC's birthday is uh, a number of people have got in touch to share clips of Guy Goma with us. Oh, did you see that one they did of all the different ones over the years, all the different blue... Like, one of my favourites is when the newsreader standing there holding a whole ream of A4. That's, oh, that's a oh, real yeah, favourite yeah, yeah. Mine, yeah. So that that's quite driftier as well, isn't it? This was the guy on BBC News mm. who is usually holding an iPad or similar. <laughs> and clearly when the red light went on, it was nowhere to be found. So he picked up a, a pad of A4, a ream of A4... <laughs> In desperation. From, just from the photocopy. And hopes like. nobody would notice. I don't know why, but the way he's holding yeah. it just makes me so it's, it's happy. It's the same thing. And this is what I wanted to say, you know, um, isn't it nice that in our minds that we, we're just associated with people out of their depth humiliating themselves publicly. <laughs> yeah, him and Guy Goma. Who does yeah. this? Yeah, who does this remind us? Oh, oh. Annabelle and Jeff. So that's, <laughs> that's nice. No, I loved seeing them all. Yeah. I haven't watched the... the so it's like a 10 oh, it's brilliant. best bloopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of them over oh, the years. I'll, I'll enjoy that. Yeah. It's got that uh, yeah. elephant doing a poo on Blue <laughs> Peter. Is that on there, is it? I don't know. It's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, were you a Blue Peter? Were you a Blue Peter watcher? Mm, I was never mad on it. I always thought it was a little bit boring. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make me sound stupid? No, I always thought it was for posh people. Okay. Like they'd say, go and get a pipe cleaner. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but I feel, you know, fondly towards a show that just has animals wandering around in the studio. Yeah. I like that, a show with pets. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yes. Um, but no, I've always, you know, I was always more... You get some kids who are never allowed to watch ITV. Mm-hmm. And and I definitely wasn't one of those. I definitely no. it was it was definitely uh, promiscuous between channels, the two that were available <laughs> for children's programming. Yeah. Um, but I think probably more BBC shows than ITV shows mm-hmm. on balance. Mm-hmm. One of my earliest favourites, I think, was Take Heart. Oh yes, which Vision on if you're a bit older, Heartbeat if you're a bit younger, Tony Hart teaching how to draw things, mm. and then there'd be the gallery. Did you have a picture in the gallery? No, I'd send off things. To the gal- I would send off pictures. I'd always be trying to get on that gallery. You never ever managed And my dad, it. My dad would be saying, because I'd draw pictures of the Muppets because I was mad on the Muppets. Oh, no. And my dad would say, they're not going to show that on the BBC. <laughs> no. It's on ITV, the Muppets. <laughs> he's the, he makes a good point. I know. And he was right. I know, because they were good pictures. Oh. Um, swap Shop, I used to love. Noel Edmonds. Mm-hmm. And I would try and ring up Swap Shop with some regularity. Not to do that thing like swapping a slinky for a new bike or whatever. People would be ringing it. To, to you know, I'd, I'd want to ask Adamant a question. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Carl Sagan a question. I'd always try to ring in 
to ask people questions, but could never get through. It was always engaged. Always. I t- sometimes we'll, have I told you that? Sometimes we'll try during the week just to see what happened. Oh, just just because you're so desperate to hear the ringing tone. Yeah. 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 And did it ever, did it ring? No. And of course now having, you know, having been a grown-up, yeah. <laughs> I understand that it wasn't just like our house phone, a phone that was ringing and somebody would go, someone yeah. should answer that. Yeah. It's just a flashing light on the switchboard. Yeah, yeah. But at the time I thought, if I just keep it ringing for long enough so it's going to annoy somebody enough that they'll have to pick it up. The thrill. That'll be it. Noel. He's just there. <laughs> Passing by. Hello? <laughs> and my dad would always say, you're never going to get through. It's biased towards kids in London. They don't have to dial 01 before 8110555. Oh. Again. Yes. He makes a good he point, does. doesn't he? Yeah. Um... And I've said before, like, I think because we grew up in an age where you you either watch what was on or you didn't, mm. you end up watching all this stuff that's way too old for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said before loads of times, I, I used to watch Dallas Yeah, at the age of eight. Also, like, sitcoms like um, Are You Being Served and things like mm-hmm. that. Imagine saying to your son, Rudy, or my son, Gene, who's six, yeah. um, <laughs> It's a great sitcom. It's set in a department store. <laughs> so it's not even sitcom. Gonna, it's, not gonna watch sitcom. It. it's not going to watch it. And I was, thinking, I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about how strange it is at the end of BBC sitcoms, given it's the BBC and they can't have advertising or anything like that. You'd quite often get a message over the credits saying, Molly Sugden is appearing in Ibsen's A Dollhouse at the Davenport Theatre Stockport. Oh, I've forgotten things like that. It's free advertising. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's free advertising. Wow. Really weird, right? Um, but I've, I've said before, my one was Doctor Who. That was your favourite. Like your brother. Big fan. I mean, he, he he's still in it, isn't he? And he like... He's missed major life events due to not wanting to have to watch it recorded, but wanting to watch it live. For example, my sister's engagement party. Engagement party. I mean, oh, was it her wedding? Well, that, that. <laughs> I mean, I empathise, but I wouldn't wouldn't do it. Um, I loved it so much when I was a kid. Like the, the, Tom Baker as Doctor Who. Just loved him. Mm. What a charismatic, yeah, my, strange figure to see favorite. to see on television. I even had uh, a replica of his scarf, which I sent off. I used to get the Doctor Who magazine, mm. which I'm sure your brother's got a pristine mm. collection of in uh, sealed plastic bags he had the scarf definitely did he have the oh, scarf yeah, today? Yeah. yeah had to send off for it and, and when it came I was so happy I think I've told you this before I know I've told you this before we went on a, a family trip to um, to Chester Zoo and I loved my scarf so much I I wanted to go in it so I got a floppy hat that scarf and I had a little bag of jelly babies and I mean when when did Tom Baker stop being Doctor Who 79, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know. But so I, I mustn't have been much more than Jean's age now. Mm. But I remember going up to little kids, say like toddlers, and offering them a jelly baby like I was Doctor Who. And I felt so great. I just thought, this scarf, it's like the real thing. These kids are looking at me and they're thinking, Doctor Who is here in Chester Zoo. <sighs> oh. It was such a wonderful feeling. Until I heard some some obnoxious child go, that kid thinks he looks like he's Doctor Who, but he's not. He's just got a rubbish scarf. Oh, the cruelty of children. I know. If I could time travel in a TARDIS. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? 
that's what <laughs> that's what Doctor Who's taught me. That, right. that you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed the the adventures over the years, but really, it's taught me that that TARDIS is just a missed opportunity for score settling and revenge. <laughs> revenge. <yeah. laughs> Or closure. Uh, closure would be another way of thinking of nice it. Nice way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so happy birthday to the BBC. Mm. 100 today. Uh, I think you've still got my number. <laughs> if you haven't, email. Mm. The podcast email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't have you. And then will you forward it on to me? <laughs> yeah, you yeah I will. So you have a chat that email. <laughs> Thanks, Annabelle. <laughs> Couple of orders of business before we. Is that what you say? Points of order. A couple of points of order on the order of business. It's been a, a while since I've on been... the order of business. A couple of orders <laughs> on the agenda. I don't know what's the saying. You've been a while since. It's what, been now? a while since I've been in a business meeting, if ever. So I can't help you there. <laughs> um, maybe somebody would invite us to one. A business meeting. Yes. I'm not sure I'd fit in. No, I'm not either. Me either. They'd get out the flip chart and I'd freeze up. Yeah, I was thinking nobody listening to this actually even if they are in business meetings with some regularity, would think, yeah, actually, the, the meeting would benefit from having Annabelle in it, or Jeff. No. It'd only make things worse. Yeah. If you want us there for some kind of sabotage, if you need to sabotage something. If you want a sullen presence, I'm your gal. <laughs> if, you got, if you want somebody who just sits there worrying about not having said something, yes, and yes. then they just say something... Terrible. Terrible. Um, Because they've been waiting for the pause and the thing they said was, you know, what was being talked about 15 minutes ago. You've just described every meeting I've ever been in. Just that. It's so bad. Yeah. So bad. Anyway, why was this? Oh, we've got a couple of points of order on the order of business, a couple of things on the agenda. Mm. First thing, we're not going to be here next week. It's half term. Deal with it. (laughs) No, sorry about that is the appropriate apology i'm not apologizing for taking time off it's good for everybody's well-being true, to take time off true true so um it's just a week it's just a week yeah mm. now no I, I will apologize for saying deal with it okay thanks <laughs> i just said it to be funny you know, i know i, don't mean it. I, I don't, know i don't mean it so uh so, so there's that and um you yeah, listen to an old episode from what year did we start 2017 yeah go back see see what you make of it Actually, don't. No. The deterioration might be too stark. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I want you to do. Listen to an episode halfway through the pandemic, like lockdowns. And think how much better things Yes, are yeah. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to let you know that mm. we're not going to be here next week. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, mm. we've been saying on the podcast in, in recent weeks, we have revamped our Patreon. Oh, yes. Because... Uh, we want to make sure that if you are a patron supporting us on Patreon, you've got some good stuff. We want to say thank you and make sure there's plenty of uh, good stuff on there. So that is now up and running, as we said last week. Um, there's all these different tiers, depending on the level of support that you're able to give us. Mm-hmm. Should you be able to give us any support, that is. Um, but uh, everything is uh, as, uh, as a sign of goodwill because we, we know that... Um, we know that we've got a bit of catching up to do. Um, everything is available to everybody above two pounds, dollars yeah. at the moment until mm-hmm. the end of the year. Yeah. So that's all up and running. And we went through what those different things that you get for supporting us on Patreon are last week. 
And I believe you were in the process of uh, writing the first newsletter. Yes. So the first bit of content, bonus content, will be out end of this week. Either that or beginning of next week. Great. Um, so, yeah, expect that if you are one of our Patreon supporters. And it's easy to find. It's just patreon.com stroke adrift. Yes. And as I said before, if you're able to, mm. we appreciate it so much. You know, we're, we're here every week. We try. We're, we're trying, aren't we? We try. Yes. Might not sometimes sound like it from me, but I am. I'm trying. <laughs> um, but you know, we 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 like making the podcast. We like sharing these stories. We like giving you a place to put all your awkwardness. And if that's worth anything to you, and you're able to support us on Patreon, fantastic. If not, podcast is always going to be free. Don't need to worry. If you are then there's a bunch of extra stuff that we have now set in motion Mm -hmm. which i think uh, the reaction has been good yes so patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com stroke adrift now god those uh those couple of points on the order of business went on a bit didn't they we really dragged out this meeting (laughs) (laughs) with those hated people like every meeting i've ever been in yeah yeah um All right, so now let's move on to correspondence from Drifters. First one's from Laura. After listening to the story in episode 242 regarding the childminders not spelling the name Sophie correctly, I just had to write in to tell you my own wrong name story. When I was about 15, I got my first job working one afternoon a week at the local village post office after school. I was feeling really nervous for my first shift, but the lady who managed the post office, I'll call her Isabel, was lovely and really friendly. However, for the whole two hours I was there, she kept calling me Claire. My name's Laura, so I wasn't even remotely similar. Did I correct her? Don't be daft. I just continued answering to Claire. It didn't even occur to me that I should correct her. Well, it got to the end of my shift and Isabel was giving me my wages. For accounts purposes, she had to write down my name and the amount I was being given. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. Claire, Isabel said, how do I spell your name? (laughs) I wanted to curl up in a ball of embarrassment. Why didn't I say something earlier? Instead, I simply responded with L A U. R-A. <laughs> I ended up working there for a year or so. And as far as I can remember, there were no other drifter moments unless I blocked them from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> what must she have thought? Well, L-A. This doesn't sound like Claire. There's no U- elaboration R- on what the next moment A. was. No, what she doesn't say. I think, oh. she, I think she just accepted it, wrote it down. Oh, that's so good. Mm. Actually, I really, uh, I really respect Laura for leaving that beat of the story in our imagination. Yes, because it it was very enjoyable for me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, next one's from Laurie. A very funky cafe cafe opened up in my local parade a few years ago and I became a regular. I was on love a parade. Oh, I know. Yeah, people mention a parade, do you so much now? I was on good terms with the owner and had, had established some nice banter whenever I saw him. Pre the first lockdown and after a bit of a break, I went in for my usual coffee coffee one Saturday morning and the owner said, I haven't seen your wife in here for a while. Is she all right? She's left me and has gone to live in Tunbridge Wells, I blurted before leaving in (laughs) tears. I have never set foot in there again, of course, even though I used to really like it. Last week, it went under. 
Now, I'm not going to say I am solely <laughs> responsible for this, but suspect I'm not the only person the owner asked this kind of well-meaning question to. <laughs> Never ask where the partner is if you haven't seen them for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and this last one's from Simon. This story has been buried in my subconscious for many, many years and for very good reason. It goes back to my youth when I was 21 and in denial about being a drifter. If I'm honest, back then I did everything I could to not be a drifter and try to force myself to be normal or at least a semi-normal human being. This is where my problem started. Like so many young people, I was impulsive and had an approach to life where I'd say yes and deal with it after. This brings me to the day in question, where I was idly walking around Debenhams on my lunch break when I saw they had a competition run by Calvin Klein to stand in the middle of the shop floor in your underwear and have your picture taken. The idea was that the picture would then go up online where people could vote for a winner. The mere thought of doing this now sends shivers down my spine, but back then I happily said yes and bought some new Calvin Klein underwear with a £20 I definitely didn't have and proceeded to the changing room with a dressing gown in hand. I think it was about this point that the realisation caught up with me, that I was about to stand in my underwear in the middle of the shop floor. What was I thinking? It crossed my mind to do a manic dash to the door, but I was already locked in the changing room with the floor assistant outside. She was my prison guard. There was no escape. As the minutes went by, it dawned on me that I had no choice. A nervous, are you okay? came from outside, to which I responded, yes, everything's fine. I had to face up to my fears and get this over with as quickly as possible. Stepping out onto the shop floor, dazzled by the lights, I noticed a few bewildered customers standing round looking at me. Why is there a person standing in a dressing gown? Why does he look so scared? And why is he getting undressed? I successfully successfully managed to erase the next few minutes from my memory. But a few weeks later, I just decided to log in online to look at the picture and at least give myself one vote. <laughs> what was staring back at me can only be described as pure terror. Oh. Suffice to say, I didn't win the competition. I never went back into Debenhams again. <laughs> and that 15 years later, I'm still recovering from this ordeal. Debenhams isn't one of the ones that's uh, it's still with us, is it, Debenhams? I'm not sure it is, is it? Let me just check. I think it might be RIP. You don't think it's because he never went into Debenhams? <laughs> that's another business we've closed. Oh, yeah, Debenhams PLC was a British department yeah, store. Yeah, RIP, yeah. In the United Kingdom, Denmark, and the Republic of Ireland. Let me uh, ask you a question. Hmm. What year do you think it was founded? Debenhams. Yeah. I know... Definitely when my grandma's around, because she used to call it Debba Bum Bums. She couldn't say Debba Bums. So I'm going to say 1973. You're going to say 1973? Mm-hmm. If you're out, mm. which way do you think you're out? Is that too late or too early? I'm going to say too early. 1778. Yeah, shut up! Yeah! 17, no, that's not possible. Yeah. That's actually not possible. Look at that. So is, that's not possible. No, it is possible. You, it was founded, unless somebody's having a laugh on Wikipedia. They are. That is not possible. It was founded in 1778 as a single store in London and grew to 178 locations, also owning the Danish department store chain, Magazine de Nord, in its uh, final years. I feel devastated Swedish that people say to do Danish, you just go sort of, sort of, like, act like you're swallowing the words. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, in its final years, its headquarters were within the premises of its flagship store. I would, I would have treated it so differently if I'd known. Ah, look at that. I t- weirdly, I thought I saw Debenhams earlier on, but... Must have been a hallucination. Must have been a mirage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, look at that. Gone the way of CNA. Although that's weird when you go to another country and CNA's still there. Mm. Or Woolworths, for that matter. I've not seen that abroad. Yeah. Mm. I think it's still in South Africa. Is it? Well, I know it. Anyway, I was about to get into one of my okay, uh, okay. tangents that everybody's heard 900 times, so okay. I might as well uh, might as well move on. Um, please send us your story. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. Let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. A small thing that happened to me in this past week. I've mentioned before that my son has just started school. And last week there was a meeting for the parents of the new reception kids. And they called it a coffee morning, which made me very anxious because it sounded too informal. Because the only thing worse than a meeting is an informal meeting. (laughs) (laughs) We can all agree on that. A coffee morning, there's something quite retro about it, isn't it's something, something that I feel like my mum would have been invited to, yeah. like in, sort of in the early 80s, but didn't go to. Yeah. <laughs> but despite the fact that it seemed optional, I decided to go because they were going to be talking about some emotion coaching workshops that were going to be running, which sounded of great interest for, to me, not for my son, even though it's for the children, but I thought I might learn something about myself. <laughs> you know, I distinctly recall an episode of The Apprentice. It was years ago when Karen Brady was commenting on a contestant and she said, the problem with her is she hasn't learned to control her emotions. And I had a moment of, oh, that is what's wrong with me. Like I, I, I didn't even know it was a thing. I just realised this is my problem. So around 13 years later, I've seen a chance to finally do something about it. <laughs> this emotion coaching workshops. So I go to this meeting because of this. And it was quite exciting because it was in the staff room. That's so exciting because that's forbidden territory. Oh, wow. So usually you just get a glimpse. Yes. When they open the door a crack. I, we weren't even really allowed a glimpse. They used to close it so quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have seen much. Anyway. No, not through the fug of smoke. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but did you, did you have a smoking and a non-smoking staff room? Oh, was no. it, Oh, just the smoking yeah. one? Oh, really? Yeah. That feels very of its time. Just I'm sure, that, <laughs> I'm sure that's not allowed anymore. Well, I'm not sure that smoking indoors in the workplace. Oh, is yeah, yeah. That, that's the reason, yeah. yeah. We did get offered some tea and coffee, no cigarettes, but <laughs> neither of which I drink. So I was faced with this eternal dilemma of have of asking for herbal tea and looking like someone saying to someone standing next to a tea urn, yes, great, could I have a decaf ice latte with oat milk <laughs> and a caramel drizzle? So obviously I didn't. And then there was a bit of talk, which is fine because I can do listening. And then there was an introduction to the emotion coaching workshops. That all sounded great. And then we were told we could just get to know each other. Oh, no. It went freestyle. Oh, no. This is like very stressful for me. So what I did was I spoke a bit to the person next to me. And then I decided it was Who time, time to go. She did. And then it was time to go. And because I was leaving early and schools are like prisons now, I had to get shown out. So this teacher showed me out. And as she pressed the button to release me, she said, well, thanks very much for coming. To which I replied, 
my pleasure. It was lovely. Like I'd, like I'd just been to her wedding or her 50th or the opening of her florist and not to a meeting where I hadn't had a hot drink my and listened pleasure. to someone talk for 20 minutes. My pleasure. It was lovely. Enchanted. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh, God. Lovely. Pleasure. These are not the right words. <laughs> So obviously now I've called the council, got the ball rolling for my son to change schools. <laughs> so that's all fine. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, I'll tell you what I did this week. I'll go on. I went to see your friend and mine, but much more my friend than yours, Dave Gorman. Oh, lovely. This new so, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes you a lot and you like him a lot. But, a huge you amount. know, he's best yeah. best man at my wedding. Yeah, yeah. And we've known each other a long time. I couldn't so, overtake. No. You know, I don't just want to say my friend and yours because I wanted mm. to be clear here mm, that mm. those those two friendships are different. Mm. Why I want this to be clear, I don't, I don't know. Um... Anyway, that was uh, that that was fun. He was on at a theatre close to where I live. Oh, convenient. Well, yeah, I'm not sure that I would have gone if it wasn't that close to where I live. That's nice. No, just, the show is great, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, short of the Beatles reforming. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. If it's more than half an hour from my front door, mm. probably not going. Okay. To anything ever. Mm, mm, mm. Um. But yeah, it's, it's it's fantastic. He's on tour at the moment. I recommend that people go and see it. It's a, it's a really good show. Met up with him beforehand. We went for a little walk and then I got to go and see his dressing room. Oh, exciting. Did yeah. there flowers in it? No, it didn't. Oh. It had some sticks in it, weirdly. Sticks? Like twigs. Well, maybe the flowers dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody was very efficient at um, sweeping up the petals and the flower heads then. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, it was weird. It was almost like bundles of twigs what are you starting a fire well it kind of yeah but i don't know or like what finnish people used to beat each other oh, with in yeah, sauna. i yeah. don't know what they were Ooh, strange um you didn't question it then i did but oh, okay. uh, i didn't uh, he seemed to then change the subject oh interesting isn't it just mm. yeah I'll tell you what was interesting mm. give you a little glimpse of uh behind the curtain so you I think it was due to be reviewed in one of the newspapers the next day. So there was a photographer from the newspaper taking pictures. Mm. Only the pictures weren't of the show. What? Before the venue opened, Dave mm. put on his shirt that he wears on stage, oh. went onto the stage, pretended to be doing his stand-up comedy while the guy got some pictures. And um, and then we went back into the room with the twigs. But why did, why did, did he have something later on, the photographer? Well, this is so. So I said, "What's what's that about?" He said, um, "Oh, it's they get better. You know, some, they can't always get the angles during the show." Oh, okay. Mm, a bit made up to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that seems mm, like yeah. this photographer. So I said, 
Dave who? Did get Dave? No, not for me. He that. didn't want a late night. Not for me. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, In and out home. Exactly. Yeah. So, th- so that was that. Um, but I had a great old time. As I was leaving my house in the afternoon to go and meet him, I looked out of the window and saw it was raining. You know, looking mm. out the window to think, do I need a coat? Mm-hmm. And I saw it was raining. Then for some reason, I looked at the app, the weather app on my phone, which said it wasn't raining. <laughs> and I decided not to wear a coat and just to go out in a light jacket. You put more faith in technology than your own yes! eyes. Yes! Wow. Don't you think that's... I mean, that I that I saw it was raining mm. and asked my phone for a second opinion <laughs> and put more weight <laughs> in that opinion on that app than what I knew to be true during my senses. Just shows, really, doesn't it? I mean, just just shows that uh, I should be weeded out of the gene pool. It is the most feeble-minded thing you've ever admitted to. <laughs> I know. I've admitted to. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've admitted some real feeble-minded <laughs> stuff over the years. <laughs> Um, here's, here's something. Do you know what I've lost the ability to do? Mm-hmm. Queue at a bar, like get served at a bar. Oh, you're getting overlooked, are you? Yeah, uh, I don't think I was ever good at it, mm. even in my drinking days. But I was obviously good enough to get a drink. Mm. Whereas now I'm invisible. I don't know what the the, the way that that mass of people moves. I've lost my ability to navigate and negotiate it completely. So, so, so I, I always um, get Sarah to go to the bar. So she'd come to meet me at the at the venue. So um, I sent her to the bar and then I went to the loo and then something terrible happened. Come on. When I came back from the loo, she still wasn't at the front. And she said, oh, I need the toilet as well. Can, can oh. you take my place? Mm. So not only am I now put in this position where I find it a impossible to attract the attention of a bar person the guy behind me i can feel even though i can't see him mm. i can feel his irritation yeah, yeah now i've yeah. done nothing wrong no because there was somebody in front of him in the queue mm. and there's still somebody in front of him in the queue mm-hmm. it's just there's been a substitution i think that's fine yeah i think that's fine mm, mm. and i am very judgmental about queuing behavior yeah yeah but i could i could i could feel his rage and i could also feel because of the unstructured nature nature of trying to get a, a drink from a bar mm. you know when people are just trying to get round you yeah 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 oh. and just like maybe move one foot <laughs> into your space <laughs> yeah 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 like it's a big game of chess which it is mm. and i think he was doing it as an act of hostility because he considered me to be a cue jumper really yeah so if you are that person mm. i want you to think about what you did mm. I still think they got served before me because oh, no. by the time I got to the front, it's like I'm invisible. Yeah, it's happened to me as I'm getting older as well. I need a fifty pound note. That it's a wave. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> they really love that. Fifty pound. Yeah. Um. So get back to the seats. They're still in the toilet, and I've I've got too much stuff with me. So I've got her coat. I've got my coat that I'm wearing that I somehow need now need to get out of, like Harry Houdini getting out of a straitjacket. I've got two drinks. Mm. Some crisps. Oh right. My bag, like a tote bag. Mm. Um, her bag, I think for some reason or other. But it's just too too much stuff. And I find that particular situation of having two theatre seats and all that stuff impossible. 
So, of course, I end up spilling my drink all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Is there any situation in which somebody... Do, is there, Are you ever... Is anybody ever able to do all that and there be no collateral damage? <laughs> I think it's quite a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel too bad about yourself. And then as I sit down, I realise I'm sitting next to somebody I know a little bit. Okay. Not well, but um, a little bit unlike. And Sarah comes back and I'm chatting to this person. But because Sarah's on my far side, mm. I don't introduce her. Oh, right. So it feels like a weird introducing somebody across you when you're all in a line. Mm, mm, just mm. feels hard. Mm, mm. So then she gets the ump with me, I can tell, because I haven't introduced this person. But it, she's been there too long for me then to say, this is my wife, Sarah. You missed your opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm chatting away with him, and he starts to tell me about some medical issue that he's had. Okay. But as he says the words... Yeah, I've I've had um, a bit of a medical issue. The lights go down. Oh. He says, I'll tell you later. Lights come back up for the interval. Mm. So it's like, we've got to get back to the bar. <laughs> so so we, we go and we go the opposite direction to where he goes so I don't get the chance to ask him about his medical issue. On my mind the whole time is, as soon as I sit down, I must, mm. must ask him about it. I sit down. The second I sit down, the lights go back down for the oh. second half. Oh. So... Now I'm in a weird situation at the end of the show that the time between him saying, I've got a bit of a medical issue, Mm-mm. and now has been like more than two hours because there was an interval as well. And there was the interval in between. And it feels weird to go, So what about that medical <laughs> issue of yours then? You were saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then it also feels rude to not acknowledge the medical issue. Yeah, because he was about to tell you and he, like, you feel like it's polite to say, what is it? So, Which is what I did. I said, oh, you, you were saying something about a medical issue. And he looked at me like I'd said the strangest thing and, and said, oh, yeah, I'll have to tell you about that another time. I've, I've got to go now. And Oh, yeah. well, so you still don't know? No. Oh, weird. Yeah. Maybe his medical issue is a compulsion to tell somebody <laughs> about a medical issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quandary Corner at the Black Clinic here in Problematic. Annabelle. Yes. This is important work we're doing here. Uh-huh. Making a big difference in people's lives mm. with the social dilemmas they face. Yeah. Uh, who's the first one from? Janani. Janani. I have a story with a quandary. First, some context. I worked at Apple. I'm now at YouTube, but that's a story for another time. For several years. This story is about how I got into Apple in the first place. Back in 2018, when I was hunting for a new job, I used to regularly LinkedIn stalk people in roles in my favourite companies and try to charm them into hiring me. In several of these occasions, I would also attend meetups and networking sessions in person in my job search endeavour. A fine evening in August 2018, I had the opportunity to attend one such event at Apple. Needless to say, I could not contain my joy and virtually stalked everyone, yes, everyone, in Apple Singapore, so if I bump into them, I could have smart, intellectual conversations about their jobs and past, etc. During a group conversation, one person who was eyeing me oddly asked for my name, and as soon as he heard it, said, Oh, so you're Janani. I've got several messages and requests from you on LinkedIn. Now, at this point, my mind blanked out as I'd sent messages and requests to so many people and the person in front looked nothing like anyone I remember. I vehemently denied it, only to have the person pull out his phone and show me these aforementioned requests. 
I froze, wishing the ground would swallow me whole and my mind racing to determine how much I'd saved up to purchase that one-way ticket to Timbuktu. (laughs) But in that instant, panic won and I blurted out, oh, I must have been hacked or you must have been hacked. It was not me. Next instant, I adopted the port protocol and vanished from the face of this earth, taking along with me the shame that was that evening. Or so I thought. A few months later, I was overjoyed when I did get the interview call from Apple to meet one of their senior leaders at campus for a day-long interview process. I was ushered into a room, given some water and asked to wait while Person X would join shortly. My mind was slapped out of its dream when I heard the name Person X. Person X, why is this so familiar? I did not have to think much longer. As the door swung open and to my horror walked in the same person who I insisted was hacked on social media. (laughs) Needless to say, I have no memory of what happened after. It's all a blur. How I managed to survive, even get hired after that is beyond me. Some things are better left buried. But here's my quandary. Should there be a rule around how old or dated your profile pictures on social media need to be so it's representative of you today or maybe two years back and not the you 10 years back? If you choose to add an older picture, there has to be provision to future age you so everyone can see what you look like now to avoid pitfalls such as the one that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Mm. What are your thoughts on this? It's very interesting, isn't it? Age is a terrible thing. It ravages us in the future. Maybe in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, we won't age. We can pick the moment in our lives we feel we're in peak physical condition and remain that way. I don't like the idea that he wants our avatars to be like some picture of Dorian Gray thing where they just age No, but this independently. Is, this, is, this is like that thing, isn't it? Right, so... You know that um, that song in which John Lennon says, "Imagine there's no heaven." Mm-hmm. Let's, as a thought experiment, decide that is a bunch of old nonsense, and, and imagine there's a heaven. Mm-hmm. What do you look like, apart from the fact that you got wings and a halo and a, a white flowing robe? Like, what what age are you? Have you gone grey or not? No, I was thinking maybe like late 20s same thing so yeah. so you're assuming that in a in a heaven situation I'm looking my best you're looking your best yeah just in case uh, there's any action to be had <laughs> i don't know why i want to look my best in heaven like what does it matter i don't know but yeah i was imagining me very soft glow kind of youthful yeah. i wasn't imagining me looking maybe old. john travolta oh yes passing by yes thanks so. not that he's but he, yeah, he will. He will be one day. Well, if you are, he might be. Yeah. Like statistically, <laughs> if you're there, he's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, I get, I get your point. Who knows? Mm. Who knows how these things go out? But then, shouldn't it be the case in heaven that you know all the imperfections of uh, the the human soul, which would include just finding somebody attractive according to the social norms and uh, ideals of beauty of the period in history and uh, the geographical location you happen to be in, wouldn't that just all be out the window? Mm -hmm. So what does it matter? You could look like you uh, looking like Granny Clampett from the Beverly Hillbillies, which I think you will one day. You really have a a lot of her to you. Thanks very much. Um, And Judge Fulter would still find you just as attractive. Because he'd see my beautiful soul. Maybe... You know, the point of his life at which his soul 
was purist and would be the like the heavenly version of himself mm. would be do you remember when he got sort of like very bloated <laughs> but you would be fine with that yes yeah, like he was retaining a lot of water still him yeah like um it's almost like a doughy quality to him yeah still him like an unwell like but but you would still you <laughs> love, know you wouldn't him. prefer him in his uh, saturday night fever or danny zuko phase would you still, still because still, that's yeah. that that kind of thing doesn't go on in heaven no yeah but anyway, interesting that you see yourself as... Uh, Why are we talking about heaven? Because we're talking about... <laughs> we, we got we got on to the metaverse, right? Right, right. And that in, d- d- is your avatar... Yeah. ...you at your physical peak. Okay, okay. Just here's another thing. When people make those little mean emojis, are they called oh, themselves? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never look like them. Right. They're always insanely flattering. Mm, mm. Nobody's ever made an unflattering version of one of those. People have always uh, overestimating their own attractiveness. <laughs> so I'm thinking back to all my avatars and me at least 10 years younger. And I'm thinking, is this bad? Should I do more up to date? Like, I think, ones? That, I think that's, that says more about... Um, Laziness. Yeah, and the yeah. way you engage with the internet. And the amount of photographs I own of myself. Yes. Very literally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it, here's what I think the rule is. Mm. It has to be a, a notably very old picture. Okay. Like, you know, you are known to be 50. Yeah. yeah. And look, here's me when I was 21 or eight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or it has to be discernibly you. It could be you from a very flattering angle and uh, okay. maybe you put a filter on it. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe you've done a little bit of a retouch. But recognisably you. I think yeah, that's fair. I think fair. so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm happy with that. Okay. Let's move on. Two, Royal Duchess Molly Jane. This quandary has actually been solved, thank goodness. But I wanted to put it to you and the Adrift listeners to see what you do in this situation. This weekend, I booked myself into an hour-long massage at a new spa. When I arrived, I was almost late and did some tricky driving manoeuvres to back into a metered spot. The meter turned out to have an hour and eight minutes on it already. I thought, great, it's right in front of the spa. I should be done right in time. I went inside, checked in and was sent to wait for the masseur to be ready. Five minutes passed. Ten minutes passed. When it was nearing on 15 minutes, I was a nervous wreck. There was no mathematical way that I could finish my massage before my meter ran out. Plus, this was not optimal relaxation conditions for a massage at all. In this situation, what would a drifter do? I muttered up some courage from somewhere, went back out through many, many doors to the confused receptionist, actually asked her to change a dollar for the meter, added time, came back, had a relaxing massage. But how could I have avoided this? Do all drifters need to just fill up meters to the max for even 20 minutes appointments to remove any risk at all of having to run out somewhere? And we all know how silly it looks to run in public. How <laughs> <laughs> do you know us so well? Oh, dear. Running in private's weird, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose. Um hmm, this, is, this is interesting. As so a non, it depends whether, whether you, you want to take risks in life. Which, she was take she was taking a risk there. I personally, this is what I would do because I'm don't like risks. I don't like stress. I would have added half an hour to that meter mm. straight away. I wouldn't Con- have risked contingent- it. Contingencies and margins of error feel very driftery, don't they? Yes, yes, yes. At the same time, kind of expecting people to behave properly and, and be punctual. Mm. That we we like a rule. We like people. We like people following the rules. 
but you can't expect it. No. I wonder why this masseur is overrunning so much. Maybe <laughs> somebody wonder. had a really tough knot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, then. Fine. I'd, I, as a as a non-driver and a, um, somebody who hasn't much experience with parking meters. Even if it means constantly overpaying, for me, that's the least stressful option. Yeah. I won't, be able to, I won't not be able to relax in that massage session without constantly looking at my watch thinking, is this overrun? Is this overrun? Great. Okay. Solve, it's solved. Mm-hmm. Um, Please send us your dilemma. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Our Patreon, as we mentioned earlier, if you want to support us, is patreon.com stroke adrift. If you would like to send us your story of social ineptitude or a quandary for Quandary Corner, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison, dot, 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 for the uh, incidental music. The dot, dot, dot is there for a reason. Yes, yes. I'm not just thinking about the film Mamma Mia has like a little bit at the beginning with dot 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 uh, okay. can't remember that no. bit. do you want to watch it now no okay um, <laughs> um there's uh, i think that is uh, simultaneously a 30 rock reference and a, a mamma mia reference okay. i'm very pleased with myself there um i have however lost track of who i had and i haven't thanked oh kim rainey now there's someone kim rainey thank you for the artwork kim and Carla Gowlett took our photos. And I'd like to dedicate this episode to, uh, to Claire. Spelt L-A-U-R-A. All right, podication time, and here's that dot, 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 because it's from Emily Harrison, who says, Hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. In true drifter fashion, I've been too embarrassed to write in just because it's been so long. What would they think? Emily who? (laughs) How dare she not reach out for so long? I thought we were friends. I did, I did think No. No. Um, The truth is, life took a turn for me after having my son... That wasn't uh, for, for once, and there's no guarantee this won't happen. That wasn't me getting choked up. It was me stifling a burp. Okay. Um, especially after finding out he has special needs, everything sort of came to a halt for me in order to concentrate on him. During that time, I would try to listen in from time to time and try to follow along with what was going on with you guys through social media, etc. I think I'm pretty much caught up, although I completely miss whatever mug chat was about. <laughs> Glory days is what you missed there, Emily. Um, In any case, my son is now in a much better place. It's fantastic to hear. Um, And I've been able to get back to work a bit. I've been editing sound for a children's TV show that will hopefully be green lit. Mm. That sounds exciting. I've also started working on the other side of the glass, as they say, and doing some voiceover work. I believe it's lucrative. 
I believe so. In um, however many years on national radio here in the UK, I never never got a slice of that pie. Mm. There was an incident. Yeah. But got you blacklisted. We don't have time. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, all this is that's great, Emily. I'm really pleased for you and a bit jealous, I'll be honest, but but mainly pleased. Um, all this to say, I've finally started to have time to regularly listen again, to listen regularly again. And I was just so incredibly touched here that you're still on there thanking me at the end and using my little piece of music. I love that piece of music every week when I'm just putting the podcast together, I listen through to it. Oh, like a lot nice. of stuff I'm just skipping through. I'll be honest. But I think, oh, I like like that little uh, little piece of music. Um, little sting. I'll never forget how you helped me in my school days with projects, and it's been so lovely to hear you both again on the regular. I think it sounds to me, Emily, like you drifted off during the the right bit. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say, you know. It's not not to say that, that, that you know, I'm I'm churning out uh, gold here, liquid gold, audio gold. You are Annabelle. You not, are Jeff. Not that not a week has uh, passed where what, what you have done as a, your oh, contribution please, has been excellent. But please. you know, I speak for myself here. But there was a, there was a lull where I was finding a number of things in my life quite difficult, and uh, that was I think probably having an impact on the podcast. Whereas now, whatever I'm finding in my life that's difficult, try and keep it separate. <laughs> try and put on a brave face. Um, uh, I'm not even sure who I'm podicating this to, but I really just wanted an excuse to write in and say hello. Well, mm. it is genuinely lovely yes. to hear from you. Uh, Emily and I are friends on one of the, or at least one, but possibly more of the social media platforms. So mm-hmm. I do have a little idea of uh, your life okay. and what goes on but you know from afar mm. i'm not a big interactor um i like to pretend that i'm too good for the uh, these social networks when natural fact i'm on them all the time i'm just not doing anything you're like a lurk i am I'm yeah. A lurk. yeah yeah um how about we podicate this to all of the caretakers out there because raising humans is hard but in the end so worth it all much love to you both. Court composer, Emily Harrison. P.S. Let me know if you need any updated incidental music. Oh. Oh, Emily, if only you'd been around for mug chat. Oh. Imagine what she'd have been able to do. <laughs> Emily, just uh, just lovely to have you popping pop in, swinging yes, by. very nice. You know, it's uh, it's really lovely to hear from you. And um, don't go, don't, don't go. Stay, stay now. Yes, please. If you'd like a publication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.